This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Inked and Geeked. Come on out and see us. You can party with the Inked and Geek girls at the official after parties. Also, there's going to be four days of nonstop tattooing, art, and cosplay. Over $500 in cash prizes and awards for cosplay contests. Also, Geek Goddesses, Burlesque Show with special guests and host Gothic Sushi will be there. Miss Comics and Miss Tattoo Fest Beauty Pageant on Sunday. Also, there'll be tattoo contests and awards. Celebrity horror film guests like Tony Mora, Jay LaRose, John Dugan, Robert Lasardo appearing in films such as Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Human Centipede 3, and Saw. And artists from hit TV shows like Sci-Fi's Face Off and Ink Masters. And the pro wrestler Golden Links himself, Lince Dorado from the WWE. Also, the be comic and tattoo vendors and photo ops with guests and more. Also appearing Geeked and Ink Girls, Brie Bangarang, Brianna Blackfire, Bailey Bay Cosplay, Daisy Chang Cosplay, Emily Ostrom, Ivy Cosplay, Little Ludus, Murder Doll Ivy, Rage Cosplay, Siren Croft Cosplay, Sushi Yvette, and your host, Gothic Sushi herself, Maria Saber. And that's all going down March 16th through the 19th, 2017 at the Bradington Area Convention Center. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent ya. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I had my main man, my best friend, my co captain. My partner on this wild ride, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Oh, you know, before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to the fans listening at home. We wouldn't be able to do this. We're two years strong, over 240 plus episodes. It's awesome. We're we're available everywhere. Please tell your friends. A share from you means so much to us. A comment from you. A like. Uh, go to our SoundCloud hardest there. We're also on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on Google Play Music. Go on there as well. Leave us a review. We love it. We'd appreciate it. And tell your friends, tell your family about us as well, because we are the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And before we get into the, in today's episode, we want to talk about a special friend of ours. Yeah, I want to talk about our good buddies down at Grove Roots. Don't forget they've got flights where you can get four samples for 7 bucks, which is awesome. And don't forget that they got shirts, glasses, glasses, koozies, posters, you name it. Dude, my shirt has been making heavy rotation Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah. That is one of the best T-shirts I've bought in a long time. So you want to check it out. Also, they, don't forget they've got stuff for the kids. It's a family-friendly joint, which also, and I, I'm going to hit you a little bit close to home on this one. 
football season's over, and I'm really fucking sad. But this is a big time of year coming up for you because you're a big baseball guy. Yeah, oh yeah. So I, 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 I've been telling people because everybody's like, oh man, we've been having Sunday fun day down at Grove Roots watching football. I'm like, oh, baseball's, well, hockey's going on right now, If and baseball's right around the corner. So one Sunday, I definitely want to go and watch a Rays game there on the TV and like have some good craft beers, but... Go out and see him over there. Tell him the happy hour with Johnny and you yes. sent you. Um, and have a good time and drink some good beers, man. Yeah, have a good time. Uh, remember, go to Grove Roots. Check out the food trucks. Check out all the all the cool stuff. The right downtown at 302 3rd Street, Southwest of Winter Haven. You can find them at Facebook.com, forward slash Grove Roots Brewing, and GroveRoots.com. Yep, go to GroveRoots.com. Tell them happy hour with Johnny and sent you. Now, we're going to give you a warning, guys, in listening land right off the bat. This is going to be a Bukaki even episode. There's, We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be bouncing around like a pinball. So get ready. This is going to be one of the more fun, entertaining episodes yes, where we're it's, kind it's of all more, over the it's place. It's more of like uh, it's, it's like old school happy hour. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, old school cl- yeah. uh, classic happy hour. Yeah. Just Deuce and I, uh, no guests, no, nobody. Just the two guys. Uh, two on guys, the, on one the, couch, one podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So. I want to talk about gods and monsters because you they know what what happened with Artagon. Artagon basically is getting demolished, and now I, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure what they're putting there because here's the thing: Bass Pro Shop staying, the movie theater staying, but the rest of it's getting knocked down. Now somebody was saying that I think Universal owns part of that land now. Oh, okay, probably. And maybe yeah. Universal bought like I think the parcel like because there's a bunch of land next to it, right? Allegedly, throwing out a big alleged on this one, so sprinkle your grains of salt on this. From what I understand, all that land that's next to it, Universal's got, and they were thinking about maybe building another theme park, and they could buy the Artagon land for cheap. Because, God bless Artagon, they ain't been doing good for a minute. So, Well, it, for those at home that don't know, they're not around the area, they're not local, it used to be an outdoor, like, shops and then they decided to put a roof over it um, and build like a mall, like a mall, like an indoor mall. And I liked it, actually. But a lot well, of the it's shops been there a long time. They have to remember they had the van skate park there. They did. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And that was back like when me and you, I want to say we're in high school high or school. maybe just yeah. got out of high school. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like early 2000s. Yeah. And they built the mall there and the, because the mall was attached to the Bass Pro Shop, and that was like the huge anchor. And then they built that huge movie theater there, which was awesome. And they had a couple little stores, but I really will say this. In the past two years, that really gave them a shot in the arm, which, oh, my God, I didn't even think about this. You know who we need to talk to? We need to talk to our good buddy Brian from Free yeah. Play Florida. Because he had just opened, he had up, just a opened up a store in there, and he'd only been open like a couple months. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's found a <laughs> – well, I'm wondering because that new because I actually went and looked at the website for the new little mall that um, uh, Gods and Monsters is moving into. Because, did you read the article from the Orlando Sentinel? Uh, yeah, the one with the Orlando Sentinel. Yeah, yeah. where they mm-hmm. said basically like they're they're signing a lease and and I'm saying allegedly because I, I don't have the article in front of me. They're they're getting a lease now for like X amount of space, and I think they're going to try that for like six months a year. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're yeah. actually signing a lease. Just uh, it's a short-term lease and at the Orlando s- Crossings Mall. Yeah, um, and they said once that's done, they're and I think they're even working on it as we speak is a forever lease to yeah, get a permanent, a, big, place, a permanent yeah. place to get a bigger lease with a bigger spot. But I believe that that spot is also still going to be in that mall, just maybe in a different section. I don't know, so they get more room because I don't know if you know this. Uh, Gods and Monsters is the second largest comic book store in the entire world. 
the only one that was bigger in it was in Japan. Oh wow! Okay. It, at least it, let me say allegedly, because this is what I was told through through people, um, and that was kind of one of the big things. And it was huge, and it was great. We were there at mm-hmm. events. We we yep. did the Dark Side of Disney yep. premiere there. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and 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 did a lot of event or a couple different events there. And I, and I enjoyed the place. It's just for me personally, and probably for you too. It's just too far a drive for us because mm-hmm. we're out here in Polk County. But mm-hmm. good for them for finding a new place. And also, um, and it's decent sized place. It's the place that they're in in um, Orlando Crossings is about seven thousand square feet. So it's yeah. not and as I think big. A couple other stores from right. there are R and R Records yeah, is actually their neighbor. There. So yeah. they're going to be right next to them. They're you know fr- formerly at Artagon. So that's cool. So at least they're going to be surrounded by people they know. And I good. think. Uh, more than them, I think, because there was another guy. I think it's Big J's Toys or something. There yeah. was another place that was in the mall that I liked on Facebook, and he had the same problem. And he was like, "Oh, well, we're going to be neighbors with Artagon. We're moving over That's there." That's awesome. Yeah. So That's I good. mean, I'm glad to see the migration because the good thing is it's literally only like half a mile down the road. Yeah, like it's not, it's, far, at all. It's not far at all. So like, if you were somebody who went there all the time. You're not going to have to go much further. Also, if you were a vendor, it's not much of a transition to transfer your stuff. Yeah. Oh, you my know. God. Did you see the pictures when they closed? Yeah. Oh, ho- oh yeah. holy shit, dude. All the stuff they had to move, I was like, that's that's nuts, man. That's a lot of stuff. That is. And being a retailer and have to move all that stuff. And the good news is, hopefully, knock on wood, they can just move it all you know, over a weekend or over – because I don't know how much time they had. But then he doesn't have to rent out, like, storage units to put all that stuff. Because that was the only thing, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny. I want to say they had new comics, but I don't remember them having like a back issue section. I think they had some trades. Um, but like back, not issue, back issues. Not no. like single they back issues. Yeah. yeah. It says they're hoping to be operational by February 25th, so that's, that's, not, that's pretty close. quick, yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for Gods and Monsters on Facebook. They'll, yeah. they'll be updating you know, their whole process. Yeah, and go see him and tell him that the happy hour with Johnny Deuce sent you for sure. Yeah, it's a really cool place. Even to just to hang out because like yeah. they had a lounge there, bar. They had a bar, yeah. which was awesome. It was yeah. that Blade Runner theme bar. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I feel terrible about. They, they custom fitted. They a custom lot of the fitted stuff. everything. Like they had the Arkham Asylum yep. and they had like the the bar and everything. So I'm hoping maybe some of that stuff was movable. Like. Not all of it was, of course, but maybe some of that stuff that was on the wall, like the whole the behind the bar. You remember they had the whole scene from uh, like over uh, Blade Runner, but it was like when he was driving the car, yeah, the billboards and did all the that. billboards yeah. and all that, like the the, yeah, the geisha girl, and yeah, all that. yeah. Like I'm hoping maybe that was on something that was movable, like yeah. they could just pull it off the wall and. That was it. one of my favorite pieces. Oh, it was, it was awesome. mine too, and I I love that bar, and it was funny because. It's funny, when you go to bars, especially at places like that, you kind of, like, you never know what you're going to get. Like, Geek Easy is mostly, like, kind of crafty beer, and they had craft beer, but they also had, like, Budweiser. So, it was like, oh, cool, so there's something for everybody, like, no matter what your drinking taste is or your price, your budget, you know, is. So, I was like, that's really neat, and the bartender there, because I'm friends with one of them on Facebook, and her name's Jen. And uh, she's really cool, and they're just they're really cool people over there. So when they open, you guys need to go over there and show them some love. Absolutely. And tell them that happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. So, Deuce. Talking let, about let, retail. So, you used to be in the industry. Let's right. just put it that yeah, way. Yeah. We're not going to say where you worked. Yeah. But this, 
hearing this story about GameStop, how, how does like how does this you know as a fan of as a retro that loves video games like us, we have a big contingency of video game fans that listen. Like, how do you think that affects us as consumers well, hearing let, this story? Let's break it down. Let's what break happened? it down for you guys real quick first. Now, this is off of Kotaku, and basically what they're saying, and I'm cliff noting this article. Um, they they have had a program at GameStop for a very long time called the Circle of Life, and basically, and let me just say allegedly, uh, it, it was basically a circle, but and it made sense. It was like if a customer comes in to buy a new game, and then they're done with the new game, if you get them to come back in and trade the game, then they're going to take that credit to buy another new game. But there were stops in between, like when you get them to come and trade in the new game, get them to get the rewards program, and then when they say they want a new game, make sure you get the <coughs> get the sniffles is what you get. No, you, you get them to make a reserve, so then they're going to come back to you. You want $5 on this game coming out yeah, soon. Because yeah, because then you're going to come back to buy that game. And maybe something and, else. Yeah, yeah, and something else. So in all honesty, the, the circle of life honestly made sense. And also, allegedly, it was on the back of your name tag. So, like, you always kind of could see it. Like, if you fl- allegedly, if you flipped your name tag over. So, I was like, okay, well, that's nothing new. But then I start getting down to the guts of this article. And it says, the program called Circle of Life gives each GameStop store, and let me say this, this is off the article off Taku, and this is allegedly, gives each GameStop store different percentage quotas for one, pre-orders, two, Rewards card subscriptions, three used game sales, and four game trade-ins. And each of these quotas is based on the store's total transactions. Right. Um, pre-orders and reward card subscriptions are based on the number of transactions, while used game sales and trade-ins are based on the total total dollar value transactions. Um so, oh, this is actually a really good quote. If a store's quota for used game sales is 30%, say one of, mm-hmm. 30% of their sales needs to be uh, used games. and they sell, So almost one out of three games bought needs to be used Basically, they said if they sold $1,000 worth of merchandise, so T-shirts, you know, games, whatever, at least $300 of that merchandise needs to be pre-owned. But check this out. So if someone walks into GameStop and picks up, say, a brand-new copy of Yakuza 0 without one pre-ordering uh, another game, Two, subscribing for a new rewards card. Three, buying a used game. Or four, trading in some games to help pay for it. Then the transaction will knock all four percentages down. So basically, let's say you come in and you want to get the new uh, Kingdom Hearts remix that just came out, right? Bam! All four of their things just got slapped. All four of their things that they're doing. Um, So the more new games an employee sells, the more used games I have to sell to make up for it. You know, it... It's one of those things where... Well, we've seen the writing on the wall because, like, you know... Oh, we, the we, writing on the wall has been there for a hot but minute with them. We, I mean, we've seen them once they started, to, like, taking in iPads and all kinds of different things. Yeah, and, they were taking... It, they're taking in, like, cell phones and right. shit now. Yeah, I'm like, which is, why are you taking They're in? turning into, not GameStop, they're turning into Pawn Stop. Well, you said, you said it. You, they were becoming a poor man's uh, pawn shop. Now, I will say this, because I, I, this segment is probably going to turn into this, and it's so cliche bash GameStop, but... Uh, some of these things, I think it's fair to point out um, because it's true. Like, think about it. If I have no incentive to sell you a new game because I'm an employee and it's bashing my quota, because here's the thing. They, what do they call these? Let me go scroll down the article. Um, 
Circle of Life program, which began began late last year but ramped up in early 2017, attaches a specific CLL store score to each employee in each store. So it's going to tell each each employee how they did. And so here's it's the tracking them. Yeah, but here's the problem. I can tell you right now, if you've got an employee that's got a bad score, they're getting a write up, or they're probably getting fired. Yep. Now, I mean, it won't be one time. I'm sure it's got to be cumulative. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. If if a, a company like them is grading you and saying this is what we're grading you on, then you know if you got it's just like anything else. If you get a bad grade in anything else, they're going to get rid of you. So, um, but there's a lot of pressure involved. I think extra pressure. Well, I think there's extra pressure, but also there's um, you know there's the chance that what if because they use an example with the article. Um, okay. This is now. This is coming from the Kotaku article. So yeah. allegedly, yeah. Okay, allegedly, one GameStop employee told Kotaku in an email requesting an anonymity because he was not authorized to speak to the press. Anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah. Anonymity. Um, <laughs> to speak to the press. This is company wide and discussion with peers it is a common practice. We also tell customers we don't have copies of new games in stock when they are on sale. For example, Watch Dogs 2 is currently $30 new and $54.99 pre owned. We just tell them we don't have the new one in stock and shuffle them out the door. Really? Allegedly? Allegedly, wow. because this is, is what an employee That's crazy. allegedly told Kutaku. But, you, I mean, they don't give a name, they don't say who, so, I mean, he could be full of shit. Right. But. I, I'm not going to lie. I could see that happening because think about it. If you uh, are trying to save your own job, tr are trying to save your own job, right. um, then why wouldn't you do that? Prime example, they were speaking in the article about basically like if somebody came in and they didn't have a pre-order or if they weren't pre-ordering and they're like, hey, I want Yakuza. Oh, did you have a pre-order? No. Nope. Oh, man, we're out. And it even talks about I, I saw in the comments. Now this is super allegedly because about the guy who internet worked, fucking the, comments. The guy who worked in the holidays is that what you're asking? No, about? the guy who ordered it online and oh. pick, he he went up to the register. Now this is in the comments, so comment section of an article, you know, super allegedly. But still, we want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, he said he walked in, asked for a game. They said they didn't have it. He goes, pulls up his phone, it orders it online. It says pick up in store. Watches the girl go to behind the counter, pull it out, set it aside, put the paperwork on it, and comes up and goes, hey, I just ordered this online, and I can pick it up here. And then I guess she went on the whole rigmarole of trying to, like, do you want a reserve card? Do you want a pre-order? And he's like, you lost me when you told me this wasn't even here, so you can yeah. just shut it down. But, yeah, so, I mean, he, he, he went up, and they, they basically had it there. And, like, don't get me wrong. Let me say this now, because, like I said, I think bashing – GameStop is kind of fucking cliche at this point. Yeah. Like, if let's say if an employee said, no, we don't have a new game when they really did, is that GameStop's fault? No. That's the employee's fault. Right. Because the employee's the one lying to you. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Now uh, 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 They're representing the brand. They're representing the brand, and GameStop setting down the rules, but nowhere in the rules did they say, don't, don't sell. And plus, at the end of the day, what are they there to do? Make money. How are they going to make money but if they aren't selling? They make more they the yeah they make more money for pre pre orders. They do uh, and, I, and, and pre and I'm, pre and, and you I know, can't believe games. I'm doing this, but to play devil's advocate and be yeah. on GameStop side a little bit, sure. You can't be responsible for employees' actions and things employees do. But then again, if you back them in a corner and their jobs on the line, and then they decide to do something shady, 
you know, that, is, that's yeah. on the employee, it not the, the brand. Right. But I just – they've been going downhill. And I'll tell you the thing that did it for me, and I think it was two years ago. They bought out Think Geek. They did, yep. And now they've got, like – when you go into GameStop, it looks like uh, – and I said it today. It looks like Hot Topic and GameStop had an orgy. And I walked in <laughs> after the orgy. Yeah. Because, like, there's T-shirts fucking everywhere. <laughs> there is. There's busts and bobbleheads. Yep. There's busts and yeah. shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't come here to buy a Wonder Woman bust. Right. I didn't come here to buy a fucking T-shirt or right. pops, which don't even get me on a pops yeah. bandwagon. But uh, it's like, you're a game store. Sell games. Now, I understand because now that... They own Think Geek. They want to sell that stuff too, and I'm sure they make a good profit on it. And at the end of the day, they have to make a product. But here's the thing, and I was reading in a different article. They were saying, and let me say allegedly again, that back in like I'm going to say mid 2000, like right when about 360 was coming out, what yeah. have that been 2005, six, 2005, six, yeah. They own like almost 70 percent of the market share. So like, if you, a video game was sold out of a hundred games. Or out of you know seven out of seven 10 out of ten would have been sold at GameStop, right? But Which was a lot. It, yeah. Oh, it's a hell of a lot. And trust me, don't think that they probably didn't allegedly work that to their benefit right. because they were had so much of the market share. But now they were saying the numbers are like it's only like thirty percent, right? Because because Best Buy, Walmart, Target, and Amazon are all. Uh, doing pretty well with games they're doing right? well with games but also they have their own exclusives too they got their own exclusives right. and you know best buy does trade-ins now right uh amazon amazon yep. is doing do. trade-ins yep. now mm-hmm. um so like you've got more options if because I, like back in the day i understood the argument people were like well i go to gamestop because they're the only place that does trades and for some people especially younger gamers and gamers in college like that's how they get their money like they trade in their old games so they can get some credit to get whatever the new game they want is i used to do it all the time like yeah. back in the day like back during the um xbox 360 days and stuff like that or even before that time uh, when it was uh, eb games um, yeah. remember that yeah. uh and i, I remember oh, the, the good old days the good old uh Electronics boutique, if you will, um, for all the old school people that yeah. know exactly what that means. Uh, but yeah, but when I got older, when GameStop sort of kind of fizzling out, because you asked me in a chat in a group chat the, today of like, when's the last time you went to GameStop? And I yeah. said, I think it's been like four years since I've been yeah. to GameStop. Literally, I, I, the last two times I've gone to a GameStop and I purchased anything, it was literally because I had a gift certificate. Like, either I got it from, like, Coke Rewards, or I got it from, like, I've got a website that I go to that I do these, like, online surveys, and, like, they'll give me GameStop gift cards. So, like, that's the only time I went. Now, once in a blue moon, I'll go by, and it's usually, like, I'm I'm by it, it's my lunch break, I gotta kill 20 minutes, so I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll just go peek my head in. And the last two times I did that, I'm like, I'm not doing that again, because it's... There's too much shit in there, man. Well, and that's what I said. I said all the the design, the layout of the stores is it's very narrow, yeah. and like you don't ha- they they're maximizing shelf space. I get that, but like it's just it's intense. You don't know where anything is. Like they like, have if you have any kind of anxiety issue, right. I don't know how you could go in there. No, it's like that. It's would, tough for yeah, me. Yeah. Like I, I I don't know. Like I'm like seeing like t-shirts now, t-shirts and busts and bobbleheads and. You know, I, I I take it back. I did go in one time because the uh, GameStop had exclusive amiibo, and I was on the amiibo hunt. So it was maybe like two years ago that I went, yeah. and uh, so I went in there and I was looking for the Lucario one, which uh, or was it Lu- Rosalina? No, the Lucario one, which is exclusive. No, 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 Lucario. 
I don't know. Whatever. They had an exclusive Amiibo. Shulk, I think is yeah. what it was. Uh, so I was going in there and trying to look for that, and they didn't have it. And, and then I was just kind of like, why am I in here? And then the guy was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, good. He goes, uh, you need anything pre-ordered? And I'm like, it's some yep. games. And he's like, here's my list. He pulled out the book. He, they already did that to you. He pulled out the book. He's like, hey, look at all these games you can pre-order. He's like, they, I even have them categorized by system. There's all these. Are you Call of Duty is coming out. You got to check that out. And, you know, and he's, he's like, uh, Borderlands, Handsome Jack collection. You know, They do that shit, but I shut them down so quick. I go, okay. <laughs> and I keep, okay. But they act like they have like the holy Bible of, of the holy grail of like the list, the list or something. And I'm like, dude, I can go online right now and go to Amazon and, yeah, and look and at look everything's coming up. up. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, just, no, I'm right there with you. In the, in the they they try too hard, but they're looking out for their own jobs. I get that, but some of them could can do a better job at it. I, I feel like. They, oh yeah. Well, I there's two things I think on that. I think one is training because I don't know how much training they give those kids. You know. Um, and two, it's, it comes down to managers because if you've got like if you've got a allegedly a great store manager who's like really teaching you, working with you hands on, and showing you sales tactics like, hey, when you deal with this customer, this is a tactic that you need to use. When you go with this customer, this is a tactic you need to use. Yeah, like that helps out a ton. But if you just send some sixteen-year-old kid in there swinging. Like, you know, a hatchet through the woods, you, you, that's the results you're going to get. Yeah. And, you know, and the other thing, too, is in, to play, you know, the kind of the bad side of devil's advocate. If you got a manager in there who's shady as fuck and it was like, I'm going to do anything to keep my job, um, he might teach you shady tactics. Right. The he easy might way be of like, doing things. Hey, uh, you know, tell them we don't want this new game in because we don't want it. To, like if they're not trading something in to buy it or if they're not getting a pre-order or if they're not doing this or that, then don't sell it to them. Right. I mean, allegedly, which in my opinion is this, like I understand like where they're coming from and they want to do this circle of life and, and that's their business model. But at the same time, your business is also to make fucking money. So if I'm coming in to, to spend money and you tell me something's not there, I'm going to go down the street and get it. So all well, you're hurting yourself. Now tell me about pre-ordering because, like, pre-ordering in a lot of different stores, we talked a little bit with Edward, you know, about pre-ordering systems and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to pre-ordering games, doesn't GameStop, like, live and breathe on the pre-ordering? Like, if they don't, they only, they don't send them extras. They only send them pretty much the oh, pre-order. that's more shit. I mean, uh, allegedly, that's more shit. Because um, I've been there before where a game came out, like uh, like an RPG or something, and, you know, they're not Well, as, okay. Let me, let and me, they're like, oh, we only got in what we pre-ordered. Let's, let's, say, let's say alleged, big fat allegedly on this, but big fat allegedly. I just want to know your experiences. Uh, uh, allegedly, um, if it's something like a JRPG or something, you're right. They might only get enough for the pre-order, or they might get one or two, depending on how many. Like, say if the game got 20 pre-orders, they might get two extra copies, or they might get one extra copy, because they're like, oh, this seems to be pretty popular in this area. Let's send them one or two. But with JRPGs, it's one of those things where it's a rare breed that kind of wants that. It's kind of a niche, if you will. They're so, looking, they're, so you're saying, uh, so let's, let's see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying that GameStop... Allegedly. Allegedly. Your opinion, obviously, this is just our th thoughts of the happy yeah. hour. You're saying GameStop is aiming towards the Madden Call of Duty people? Do you think they're trying to catch those people? I, I, Who I do you think they're trying to catch, in your I, opinion? I think they're trying to catch everybody, but the thing is, you got to look at it from a number standpoint. If I send a store 20 – give me an RPG, like a JRPG. Um, that's kind of niche. Uh, um, like a Persona, maybe? Yeah, like Persona 5 is coming out. Okay, Persona 5. Yeah. 
let's say I've got one pre-order in the store. Why would I sell, send 20 copies to that store when they might only sell three more? Right. Business-wise, it doesn't make sense because yeah. now you're going to just sit on those 15 copies, right? But if it's a man or Call of Duty, which you're going to sell a fucking truckload. What, what what do you think they'd sell like for a Madden, just for example? Like 150 or what? 200? Oh, like, they, they, they would send cases upon cases. Like, just of those games. Yeah, of those They would have boxes of those just... Yeah, like yeah. a fucking pallet right. <laughs> of those. Of just yeah. those games, because they those, know that's allegedly, the hot item. Yeah. People... So, it's like, so they're all about supply and demand? They're all about supply and demand, but it's also like if they know something's hot. Like Madden's hot, Call of Duty's hot. Like if they know a title's hot, they're going to send you, allegedly, probably a bunch of extra just because they know that they're going to run through. Like they're going to sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like, you know, okay, if we got to sit on 50, that between now and Christmas, they're probably going to sell, right? But if it's some niche JRPG, that may not sell between now. And well, Christmas. how does it work? Because like like uh, you know, you you go to Walmart or Best Buy, right? You go you go to Target, okay. Uh, and like the companies themselves are ordering, like, hey, we need right. say two hundred Maddens or two hundred okay. additional. They you have to buy those, and you're not technically you're not actually buying them from like Nintendo. You're buying them from a distributor that 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 has yeah. them, right? So. You have to figure out as a company, like, like you said, like how mu- how much money am I going to make? And obviously, I, I bet I bet a lot of companies like Target or whatever they look at their last year's sales if a game. Well, is, that uh, they actually have buyers, so right. they have like, like if it, you're a Target store, like they have buyers. They have people that go and look at all the shit and buy it, and then bring it into Target stores. Like you know what I mean? And like, then sometimes you, you don't you can't predict like what's going to happen too. Yeah, like say if oh. We'll use Persona 5 just because I brought it up. Like, Persona 5 comes out, and they have 10 copies reserved, and they get two extras, and they sell all 12. And like, holy shit. Then they might try and, like, get them some more, or maybe... But it's more difficult to get stuff for the original shipment, though, right? Because I, I went to a GameStop before, and I was looking for Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, uh, for PS2, which... Like they they were they are pushing that three hundred dollar bundle that they have like this big collector's edition okay. uh, at GameStop, but it was like really hard to find. And even the regular game, like they only got like ten copies, but it was a very sought out game. Like yeah. people were putting them on eBay for like a hundred bucks just for the game. So GameStop was like, oh well, we didn't order at the time, so we're not getting any more in. Like there's ever I guess that happens with stores. Well, like the, I, ge- the it, I guess shipment. it depends on print runs too. Like True. Yeah. like say like if they said Nino Kiki or whatever. Nuno, <laughs> Nino Kuni. Yeah. Nino Cooney, like, which are getting a sequel, by the way. Yeah, like if they said, okay, well, we've got you know for the company, let's say we've got I don't know fifty thousand pre-orders, and they only order you know extra five thousand or something, or ten thousand to cover the rest. And I'm just, I, guys, just I'm alleged, out. and I'm pulling numbers, numbers out of my there. ass. Yeah, but they basically is what I'm trying to say is if they order it and they sell all of them. And they're like, holy shit, this is a big hit. we got a hit on our hands. And then they go back and try and reorder, and the company's like, we're not making any more. Then they're just kind of fucked. That's it, yeah. But also, and not to, to, to play devil's advocate for GameStop again, but that's also kind of on you. Like, if you really want it, go pre-order it, buy the damn thing. Like, But it's also it's also GameStop's job to try to get you to pre-order it, too. Like, incentive bonuses. Right. So, like, you look at, like, that's why Target, Best Buy, and Walmart, and Amazon, even Amazon, they'll have, like, these, in, they'll have these incentive bonuses. Like, if you pre-order this, you get extra content skins, you know, collectibles or, or whatever. Extra right. stuff. Like, right. 
I my game store is, and I'm going to say this now on the happy hour, and I can say this: we don't get paid dollar one nope. from them. They are not a sponsor. My game store is Best Buy. Same here. I do all my shit. I, I buy ninety percent of my games from Best yeah. Buy. All my shit yep. is from Best Buy because they treat me good. They usually have a decent stock. They yeah. got a decent stock. They treat me good. They're never trying. to Everything's laid out shit. really well. Yeah. and you don't feel claustrophobic. And they ain't yeah. trying to make me pre-order something or buy a magazine mm-hmm. or subscription or none of that shit. And they'll go check the back if you're like, hey, I can't find it. Oh, let me go check. Prime example. Let me just throw it out to our boys. And like I said, we're not getting uh, we're not getting a dollar. We're from not Best getting dollar one from them. They're not a sponsor. But we're here. just. But if you want to yeah. be a sponsor here, Best yeah. Buy, you can email us at hhpodcastshow at gmail dot com yep. or hit us up on Twitter at hhpodcastshow dot com. But no, they were doing the buy two get one free games that they do every year. Yes, yes. And I had just gotten my no, it might have been the second Christmas the PS four came out because I got Grand Theft Auto five for the PS four. I got. I want to say it was a new wrestling game, and then for the third game, I wanted the crew, um, and they didn't have any, and I was like, oh, shit, so I went up to the register, and actually, it was funny, the other game I had in my hand was Dragon Age, because I was like, well, if they don't have it, fuck it, I'm going to get Dragon Age, because I kind of want to check it out, and there wasn't else, anything else that was really flipping my skirt, because you know me, most of the shooters and stuff I'd already bought at that point, Right. so I go up, and I see they got a huge fucking stack behind the register, of the crew, and I said, hey, what's the deal with those? And he goes, those are our pre-orders. I said, hey, man, I don't mean to be a pain in the ass. Is there any way you can check through the pre-orders and see if you got a spare? And he said, let me call my manager. Give me a minute. I said, I, said, I got all the time in the world. I'll wait as long as you want. Um, so he pushed me over to the side, of the, you know, over yeah. the side so he could deal yeah. with other customers while the manager came. The manager came out and by hand on paper printed out all the pre-orders and went through the entire list. That's awesome. To see if there was one left. And there was. He was like, you know what? There's actually two on here. One canceled, I guess, yesterday. And they forgot to pull it. And there's another one that, I don't know, something. So he's like, yeah, there's actually two up for grabs. You want one? I said, if you don't mind, please. And he was like, no That's worries. awesome, yeah. But, I mean, literally, the manager came out and printed out the list and by hand checked them all off. Because they put your name on them when you, when you reserve them there. There's a little sticky note with your yeah. name on it. Um, and, dude, they're awesome uh, stuff they give you. Like, when I got my um, my Gears of War 4, now I got the $100 collector's edition, the expensive one, but they gave me for free, it was a uh, a Moscow Mule Cup. You know, the copper cups yeah. that they make Moscow Mules in? One of those with the Gears of War 4 logo in it, and they gave me this. Dude, it is like half an inch thick uh, coaster, and it's the gears, the red gears cog That's cool. logo. Yeah, but I mean it, it's hefty, like, and it's a coaster. But I mean it's thick, so like nothing ever sticks to it. Because some of my coasters, like you know, especially if you've been sitting there playing a while and the game's been really sweat or the glass has really been sweating, you got to pick it up and the fucker's yep, stuck on sticks there. Sticks to it. Yeah, yeah but no, nah, never happens with this one. I don't, maybe they put Scotch Guard in that motherfucker. I don't know, <laughs> but like it never sticks. But man, I, I love them to death, and I just I really. I hope GameStop takes a minute, takes a beat, and re-looks at some of this stuff. Because, A, now that it's gotten out in the media, people are going to ride their ass about it. And, two, like, you got to oh, look yeah. at it people as a People are going to go to the point. store just to be like, oh, are you going to pre-order? Are you going to tell me to pre-order anything? What are you, yeah. yeah, you going to do? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And, and the thing is, at the end of the day, you're there to make money. And if, if you're not making sales, you're not going to be open. And the problem is with games going more digital now. Sure, yeah, I was going like, to bring that up. I, I really, GameStop is wa- walking a really rickety edge because here's the thing. 
Walmart ain't going to close because nope. Walmart sells a thousand other fucking things. Right. Best Buy ain't going to close because they sell a thousand other things. You know what fucking GameStop sells? Well, besides the bukkake of bullshit they sell yeah. now, is games. So it's like, if I can go to another place with less hassle and spend money there and their sales start dropping, it's not like, fuck, games ain't making money. Well, at least the refrigerators are selling yep. like hotcakes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got nothing to fall back on. Sure. So they need to like... To me, if because most people aren't coming in buying a, a used three-year-old iPad. No. Well, here's the thing: if it was me, somebody had a magic wand and said, "Deuce, bam, you are now the CEO of GameStop." Awesome. First thing, we gut everything when it comes to corporate structure shit like that. Yeah. And be like, "Here's the deal, guys: we sell games, and we have fun doing it. Have fun. Yeah. Just meet your sales goals." All I care yep. is about how much are you selling dollar-wise. Yep. Like, you meet your sales goals, awesome. But I want to make sure this is a fun environment. I want to make sure that we're doing, like, cool events, like midnight launches and maybe cosplay parties on the weekend. Like, I want us Tournaments to be a fun. Or something. Yeah. yeah, like a nerd hangout. And I want it to be back to where a people that love. You want it to be a brand, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you want it to be where a place where, like, man, it's cool to go to GameStop and hang out because I can hang out with all my nerdy friends and we can talk about games and kind of, like, yeah. bond and hang out. And also it's a place where I get my games, not, yeah. oh, my God, I hate going in there because the guy's going to ask me 15 well, times. Well, think about it like a comic book shop. Like, cool thing about comic book shops is you can, a lot of the times you go into, the, the really cool comic book shops, yeah. you go and look around and stuff, but you can chat with people like, hey, what's good right now? Yeah. And, Go in there and be like, well, you know, what am I missing? What, what yeah. do you recommend? And like, have a and they're not trying to like, uh, I mean, yeah, they want to make sales, but they're not like every si every single well, second trying to upsell. Let's use prime example. Let's use our good buddy John Harrison at Main Street uh, Comics and Collectibles down at Bartow. Which, speaking of that, Sci-Fi Bartow's right around the corner. And you guys, if you're an artist out there, they're doing an art show. Yep, it's totally free. Yep, um, and you can put your art in it. The only thing is, if you sell your art, it's a twenty percent, I guess, fee goes to Main Street Bartow or yeah. something. Um, but besides that, it's something you definitely may want to check out. But let's use John, for example. Yep. I go into there, and I talk to John. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, oh, hey, Deuce, what's up? You know, And I go, and I peruse the comics, but then I might be like, John, what have you been reading? And John will be like, oh, man, I really like this, or oh, man, this is a really good book over here. Like He'll give you his, his input, and he's definitely not that Simpsons – comic book guy yeah. you know like he's just real cool and chill and laid yeah. back and when you go to a good comic book store i'll tell you the one who was god it, it was the pinnacle was fucking matt milburn who ran downtown comics in winter haven that was like the pinnacle because like he was just so chill you could go and hang out there with your friends you could you know get your comics there you could get all your role-playing stuff and your tabletop game they did stuff. pokemon tournaments there pokemon so it was tournaments, awesome. he did everything but yeah. it was like the epitome of what a comic book store should be. Right. Um, you know, and if, like I said, if I had a manager of one and I became CEO, that's what I would do. I would turn it more of that environment. Like, we want this to be a laid-back, chill environment for, you know, our clients and for, you know, so we can make sales. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, especially, God forbid, if you're somebody that has anxiety issues, oof, I would... I pressure would, is on, man. Yeah, the pressure's on in there, and I want to deal with that. Yeah. And speaking of pressure being on, the pressure's on us to get some bill pay, bills Paid. Yes. So we'll be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow. Brought to you by Main Street Bartow. And, of course, by the host, Lori and, and Sean Serdinsky. 
And of course, it's going to be Saturday, February 18th from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the beautiful downtown of Bartow, Florida. And of course, you've got special guest Scott Finster is going to be headliner, Rusty Harrell, which is a Star Trek expert, Joel D. Winecoop, our good friend, and a Jedi Knight Training Academy. Also, the 501st will be there in full force. You don't want to miss that. There's going to be 100 science fiction vendors live. Also, if you want to be a vendor, don't forget to go and check them out on Facebook at Sci-Fi Bartow if you're interested in being a vendor this year. Also, there'll be music. There'll be two costume contests, and there'll be a television-themed car show, which is over two blocks, including Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard, General Lee, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, and the Pizza Delivery Truck from Toy Story. And of course, because this is Super Sci-Fi Barto, there'll be lots of superhero-themed motorcycles, and there will be a prize for the car show. Also, the Game Master Nick will be hosting television-themed game shows during the day, and there will be discussions all day and panels, including Doctor Who and secret celebrity guests showing up from 11 a.m. till 8.30. Also, at the end of the night, they'll be showing Avengers on a two-story movie wall. You don't want to miss it. And also, if you want to bring the kids, it's a great event for the family. There's kids' activities, including bounce houses and rock'em, sock'em robots. And all the downtown businesses will be opening, selling delicious food, everything from coffee to sandwiches. You don't want to miss it. Who else is going to be there, Johnny? We're going to have Maria Saber of Gothic Sushi. We're going to have Michael Carey of Michael Carey's Fine Art, as well as Josh Bauer of JB Designs and AJ Productions. Come and see your boys at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Super Sci-Fi Barto 2017. Don't miss it, and it's totally free! This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what, what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are. We want to tell you about some of our fine sponsors like AG at Productions, the perfect for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, and quinceaneras. Keep an eye out for their upcoming film, The Corridor. And, of course, they're going to be at Sci-Fi Barto. It's at Facebook.com forward slash A-G-I-A-T-T Productions, LLC. And also, don't forget to check out our good buddy, Michael Carey Art. You can find him at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Carey, C-A-R-E-Y, art, A-R-T, dot com, or facebook.com, forward slash, michaelcarry, dot art. 
Check out his amazing art and prints, and he also does commissions. And he's also going to be at Sci-Fi Barto, and of course, our good buddy JB Designs from the Creative Hangout Podcast. He is going to be there at Sci-Fi Barto as well. Uh, he'll have his his new fairy series. He has two different new fairy series he's doing. Um, and also, guys, Sci-Fi Barto is one of only two shows he's doing this year. He's doing that, and he's doing Tampa Bay Comic Con, and that's it. Um, so you definitely want to check him out. Find him on social media and his online shop at Josh, J-O-S-H, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, artist, A-R-T-I-S-T, dot com. And, of course, you can find him at Facebook.com forward slash J-B Designs, and that's with a Z, D-E-Z-I-G-N-S, on Facebook. Now, we've been talking about GameStop and what's GameStop synonymous with? Trades. Trades, yep. We had a conversation with our good buddy, Eddie V, of yep. the Optional Opinion Podcast and World War One Podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we asked him about it, but I never, we never got your, you know, because that was uh, an awesome episode He stayed, he keeps everything. Eddie keeps everything, essentially. Yeah, so that he was his thought. Build his library. Yeah, I wanted to kind of hear what your thought is on the whole deal now. Well, I haven't, like, l- let's g- rewind a little bit and talk about pre-orders because... Okay. I haven't pre-ordered a game in a while because I I usually don't I typically don't have you the money. You hardly ever right. buy game day one. Like it's right. That's the, that's the main one thing. One or is, two games yeah. a year you buy day one. Right. So it's like games I I don't really buy day one um, for different reasons if I don't have the funds or just can't make it out to the place or whatever. But I will do a site to store thing if there's a game that I really want and I'm like I gotta get it. And a lot of places like Best Buy will do the site to store, which is really convenient. You just buy it online. You already have it paid for. You go up to the, you drive into your site to store parking lot or park, you know your parking spot. Then you walk in there. There's a site to store right there by the customer service, uh-huh. and then you go in there and they have the game ready like you pre-ordered it. Oh, that's they, where I pick up my pre-orders. Yeah, it's the site to store yeah. spot. Yeah, so. it's it's really it's, so that's really that's really convenient. So I've done that before, and when they do the Black Friday and, and the buy two get one free deals, I usually go to Best Buy for those. I usually get some really good deals uh, on those, but usually. I'll go online and see what's what Amazon's selling something for, you know, typically. Um, but when it comes to trading in, I I think the last game that I traded in was Call of Duty Ghosts, I think, for yeah, PS4. Right. Yeah, I think that was the last game I traded in. Um, and I traded that in at, where did I trade that in? Best Buy, I think, and got, yeah, like, think so. some credit for something else. And I used it to, I did use it to pre-order something, ironically. But I just, uh, it's not that I don't, it's it's weird because like you want I want a, uh, a franchise. For example, so you got say Breath of the Wild's coming out right March third. Okay. If everyone, if people buy it and then they trade it in, that money, Nintendo doesn't see that money again. Right. Best Buy doesn't see that money again. The only you still know, Best Buy sees that money again because if you trade it in, they resell it. They make a hell of a profit on it. They make a profit. But on I mean, it, right. I understand what you're saying. Nintendo and the developers of the game, right. they're and not all getting the people on the creative end. Don't get any right. more money. But the stores they are double dipping. Lose money because right. you didn't buy a new copy of it, so they got the money. Right. Best Buy got the money, not them. So. Right. Or yeah, GameStop or wherever. It's like I, I equate it to a T-shirt, right? You got this awesome, nice T-shirt you just bought, right? Yeah. You got you. You're like, oh, so say Wolverine T-shirt. You're like, this is awesome Wolverine T-shirt I got from Hot Topic. It's badass. Really, really cool. You wear it a bunch of times. Yeah. You might get a hole in it. Whatever. You, you're like, oh, I have a kid or I have a friend that you know you're not wearing anymore, and you give it to them. Yeah. And then they wear it, and then they give it to their friend, and then okay. they give it to their friend, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of the life cycle, that shirt, that shirt is pretty much not shirt anymore. Yeah. Uh, but it's like with GameStop and Best Buy and all that, they're they're reselling that same shirt. Oh, no matter yeah. the conditions, all, always going to get worse. Like they're going to it's going to yeah. de- degrade over time. Yeah. So it's. 
it's like I feel bad for the I, main reason I bring it up is because I feel bad for the developers uh, like Nintendo and 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 everything like that because I feel like they should be able to make more money and that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the more even though I'm I like buying physical media like you do yeah I am leaning towards more of the digital side because eventually digital side is going to be cheaper overall because you're going to be saving on you're going to be saving on shipping costs printing costs and all that so once they were able to figure out how to drop the price say yeah. say you can get a digital copy for a game for forty bucks as opposed to sixty four ninety nine with tax. Yeah, people are going to make that shift. We're yeah. already seeing it. People yeah. are buying games pre order. Like I pre ordered a that actually did pre order something uh, last year, uh, which is delayed till March. Uh, the Stick of Truth, uh, yeah. or not Stick of Truth, but uh, the Fractured Butthole. Yeah, I pre ordered it. Uh, the Fractured Butthole. Butt excuse me, the Fractured Butthole. I pre ordered that and I got a Stick of Truth for, for well free quote unquote. Um, for the Xbox One, and it's cool because it's already downloaded on my system. Uh, it's already pre-downloaded. Even the games I even done, it's pre-downloaded. Now, did you do that digitally or digitally. did you go to the store? No, okay. I did it through through the through the Xbox uh, marketplace. Okay, pre-ordered it, and they downloaded everything. Downloaded, and then now it's just ready to go. Whenever the game is ready, it's already there. So like, it, there's a convenience to it instead of having to go into. Because I used to do the whole midnight launch thing, and that got old fast. I I'd go in and get the new Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X two. I went. I mainly I got it for Final Fantasy games. I go and get pre orders, yeah. and I actually did a call. I remember when we were living in Lakeland, Brandy and I. I went to a Call of Duty. Modern Warfare two. Modern Warfare two, I think what it was, and I went there and I went at midnight launch, and it was crazy town, yeah. tons of people there. They were having like live bands and stuff playing and all this. Like they made a party out of it, and I went there. But also, people were getting angry. Like one person said something to someone else, and then it was like a mob riot. Yeah. I was, I got scared. They were calling the cops and everything. I was like, shit. I'm, I, I picked up my copy. I was like number four in line. They gave me a ticket. I was like, all right, I'm going. See ya. Well, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, the GameStop I know in Winter Haven allegedly, they had to do like if they did a midnight launch, depending on what they th- like. If more like the big ones, like the Call of Duty and the Madden, we had to call the police and tell them right. ahead of time so they yeah. would like send out a squad car so there'd be somebody already there. Which yeah. nine times out of ten, they were tripping over their own dick to get that job because they were like, "Yeah, bro, I'm coming to get my game anyway, so yep. now I can sit in the parking lot, get fucking paid, get my yep. game, and yep. just sit here." Yep. Now. I read this the other day, and I don't know what the validity is to it. So take this with a big grain of salt, guys. But they were saying that GameStop might start doing their uh, pre-order releases at 9 o'clock. Because normally, because here's the deal. Like when they do a midnight launch, allegedly. They close the store at 9, and then from 9 to like midnight, you know, employees are in there working, getting sure, make sure everything's ready. And usually they'd make you wait outside the store. Now, some launches, and every store is different, but most launches they make you wait outside and then they let you in like one or two at a time to go in and get your game and leave. Well, basically they were saying like, look, you know, if we close at 9, if we can go ahead and do this shit at 9, then I don't have to have employees on the clock for like three hours twiddling their thumbs and shit. Right. Not that I'm sure, I mean, if I've got an employee there, I'm making them stock the shelves or straight or clean or do something, but you know what I mean? And supposedly, knock on wood, what I read in the article was it sounded like it was going to be a go pretty soon that they were going to move it to instead of doing midnight launches, doing like 9 o'clock launches. Hmm. Which, I, I, I mean, I don't know the validity of that. Like I said, it's allegedly, because I read it online. Um, 
but it made sense to me because think about it. If I'm a game publisher, what's the difference of, let's see, nine, one, two, three hours? What's a three hour difference, really? I mean, now is that affecting East Coast or the whole in continental U.S.? Because you got to think about the midnight releases. That that that's one thing that well, affects the midnight servers. release. I think would be for each. Like it would have to. If you were doing a midnight release now, it'd be it would release at midnight East Coast. Then when it got to the next time zone, it released at midnight that time zone. Midnight the next time zone. It's not like when it hits midnight the East Coast or the West Coast gets it. Yeah. I mean, they all get it at midnight their time. Yeah, but they gotta wait. So that's that's. So, for example, say say it's uh, we're getting they have to wait like three hours, right? So, for example, like so if it's if it's like midnight our our time, um, and they have to and it's not midnight in California, they gotta wait, right? How many hours they gotta wait? You know, if it it's would be whatever three hours, right? It would be whatever nine o'clock is their time. I mean, it'd still be not. What I'm trying to say is, it's nine o'clock no matter what time zone you're in. Just like right now, if it's a midnight launch, you get it at midnight no matter what, depending on your time. Zone. Yeah, but. Because we live in the East Coast, we're getting it early, technically. Technically, we're getting it like so the, three hours earlier early. than everybody else. Exactly. But, I mean, so servers is what I'm talking about. So yeah. that's why you've had issues. A lot of games, you know, I remember Assassin's Creed had a lot of issues. Uh, uh, not Black Flag, but the one after that. Uh, Unity? Unity had Because that was of, the one that was like online a lot. Right. So, so now that games are going on more online, I think it's, it's a strain on the servers, too. So, like, I feel like if we had more of a unified launch time window i think it would be better uh just because the the fact that like people on the east coast can play with the west coast and you automatically know what's wrong with the servers i don't know i'm a dick i want it first i want to be able to get <laughs> on the server before anybody else gets in there and clogs yep. that fucker up so yep. i mean <laughs> i'm a dick i guess so. it just depends on, on yeah. the person but we we kind of wanted just to talk to the audience uh because like it was it was interesting to kind of get this side of things for retail cuz we haven't really talked no, about the we retail never really side of it. We've talked about retail. We've never really talked about like I mean, I'm thinking about it now. We've done 240 plus episodes. I don't think we've ever once really talked about the retail side of of stuff. It's interesting because you know, obviously we're we're the people that are listening to this show are fans of video games and they're consumers of video yeah. games. And I know that some people that listen to the show work in the industry like Eddie Yep. Works in the industry. Yep. I used to work in the industry. You know, there's people that worked in different facets of the video game industry, Correct. retail, creating side, developing side, like all different Correct. sides. Customer of service. The, of, yeah. yeah. Customer service and, and creators, developers, like all different sides of the industry that we've all worked in. So I think it's it's almost unfair to leave out the retail side because that's a big part of the industry too. Like it where is. would you get your games if it wasn't for retail? Because I only do physical copies. So, I mean – See, I, I, I'm kind of, to answer your earlier question, I'm kind of mixed because I like, I'm like Eddie, I like having a library of stuff, uh, I like having things to, to hold, so now it's like, I made like a rule of thumb now, it's like, ever since PS4, other than Ghost, I'm not trading anything else in, so I haven't traded anything else well, in, I've kept again, everything. with Ghost, it was one of those things like, we were going to buy it and play it together, and we did, we did, but we didn't play it a lot, and I know you're not a first-person shooter fan, so, and I think you even talked to me about it when you traded it in, and I looked up the price, and I was like, dude, it's 20 bucks, go get rid of that yep. fucker, because yep. I was yep. like, <laughs> you can get 20 bucks for it, go yep. go like today, yeah. and get the 20 or 25 bucks, because right. the trading value is still high, and that's the only game I actually used to trade in. I used to trade in my Call of Duties every year before the new one came out so I could get, like, 20 bucks out of it because 
normally I'm not going to go back and play it once a new one comes out. But lately I've been keeping them, especially because sometimes I'll play a Call of Duty game, never touch a single player, just touch a multiplayer. I'm like, well, there's a perfectly good single player game on this disc it I haven't is. even touched. Right. So it's like, okay, I get bored. I, I, there's nothing in my backlog that's like flipping my skirt. Well, but lately me, there's been a tons of stuff yeah. in our backlog. So, but yeah, it's I agree with you. And also, it, you got to wonder too, like, if we do go to the more of the digital side eventually. Yeah. In like that's where the business goes. You gotta wonder like stores like GameStop. What are they gonna do? Like if GameStop's gonna have to come up with a completely new model if they go mostly digital. Because they were experimenting with the cards, right? The pre-order cards. They were like the game. Like you just paid. It had like a code. Or you can do that now. Like if you want to go buy a digital copy or something, you get the you you get the code for it. You buy it. And then they give you the code, and you go home, and you take it home, and you, you enter it in. Because I've right. done that with. But the how can you have a store of it? You know what I mean? Like, because that that that's that's where the, it gets tricky. It's like, do you do that, or do you just buy it already from the store itself, from the online the game store itself? Yeah. The, or do you drive all the way over there just to get a code? Well, you know? see, the thing is, is like, I when they first did it, I was like, why the hell are you selling codes? Like, why don't you just go online and buy it yourself? But then right. I started to think about it. I was like, well. Let's say I'm Little Timmy, and Little Timmy's in middle school, and he wants to get the new season pass for Call of Duty, but he can't afford it. Well, but Timmy's well, Little got Timmy's th- parents are really nice because that's an M-rated game. Well, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. I <laughs> just uh, but chops. yeah, but yeah, but Little Timmy's got a stack of trades. Right. Well, he can take his trades in, trade them in, get the store credit, and then use the store credit to buy the season pass, which he couldn't do online. It's not like he can take his games to his Xbox and go, here, Xbox, take my games and give me some money back. And right. I'll get, you know what I mean? So, uh, like, if you're a trade-in person, I could see where that, that would help. And as much as I hate to say it, I I think GameStop will come almost always have some sort of a, a niche just because they do the trades. Because there's so many, especially with kids. Kids trade games like crazy. Um, and even, like... A, adults to some extent especially like if you're in college or if you don't make a lot of money like say you know i'm a line cook at chilies or something but i like i'm a gamer but you know i don't have a ton of extra money for games so like when i get five or six that i'm not playing anymore i take them in to get you know a couple bucks and then put it towards whatever i'm playing next like i could see that happening well because as as a consumer seeing dollars drop off of a new game there's some sort of like satisfaction that you get like it's like a oh yeah it's that instant gratification thing it's it's something that like, like sends when people like trade pleasure s- notes when people tra- send, trade systems in they're always like well I'm trading this in towards a new system and like a lot of places will give you incentives for that uh, like trading in like a Wii U for a Switch uh, towards a Switch or whatever and stuff like that uh, but yeah so it's it's interesting to kind of see because I remember I regretted I last time I traded in a system I traded in my PS2 for a PS3. Uh, and I was like, oh, I love my PS3. It's great. I still have my yeah. original PS3, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, it still runs like a champ. But I missed it. So I missed my PS2 so much because I didn't get a PS3 that could run the PS2 yeah. backwards compatible. So I just went in and, I, and Brandy bought me for like a, uh, for Christmas or something, a, a, like a, a re- refurbished one or something. One or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I have my PS2 back again, yeah. which is the one that's sitting in our studio. Yeah. Uh, but And the thing is, systems are so cheap now, especially yeah. if you're buying older ones. Like you can go to like – the mom and pop game stores, and that's the only thing I could see possibly happening. It is if GameStop starts stop, if GameStop starts losing its foothold, because that's the only other problem with GameStop. There's so damn many of them. There is is it, like if they start shutting some of them down, and there's not as many. 
I could see maybe the resurgence of the mom and pop game store of sure. like, hey, we'll take your trades. The only problem with that is, and and, and we really because we know a couple people locally that run uh mom and pop game stores, and I'd love to yep. have them on and get their opinion. But we had an old mom and pop game store that was in Winter Haven for a little while, and they were always telling me the bitch was getting the new stuff because he was like. Old stuff's fine. People trade it in. I can go on eBay and restock my stuff. Like I can, I can find these old games. There's other avenues, right? But he's like, if I want Madden when it comes out, I've got to go to the distributor and I've got to buy the A copies. Bulk copies, yeah. And, and the thing so is, is they don't want to sell on me one. They want to sell me like six, and yeah. I'm making four dollars on every one I sell or something right. crazy stupid. So he's like. It's great because people come in and trade games that I can sell at a higher profit margin. But he's like, I'm making no, barely any profit on these new games. And right. so, and plus, God forbid, they got 10 Maddens and sold four and they're sitting on six. Because he's like, if I'm sitting on six and I don't sell them by the time the football season's over, I'm going to be sitting on them bitches. Because nobody's going to want to buy them when, you know, Madden 2018 comes out. They don't want to buy 17. They want to buy 18. You yeah. know, no matter how far I, I discount it down and I eat it. So, you know, there's a lot of um, stuff with that because I was actually talking to somebody who does mom-and-pop gaming now, and he was like, the one thing I hate taking in is PS4 games, Xbox One games because he's like, the the prices switch so much. He's like, you know, I might give somebody 20 or $30 credit for it, think I'm going to sell it for 40 and then two weeks later now Best Buy is selling it for 30 and it's like I'm selling it basically back for what I paid for right. it, so I'm it's making true. no profit. So he's like... The classic systems are easy because, you know, they're not making new ones of those, so there's always a profit margin on those. But, like, right. the new games, like, you don't know what people are going to do or what sales are going to be. So sure. it's, like, it's always more of a gamble, which I was like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Because, yeah. you know, you take in a game and you sell them for 60 and you give them, you know, $30 credit for it, and then you're selling it for 50 and then, you know... Months later, it goes down to 40 new or something. And speaking so. of games, uh, we're, soon we're going to have our good friend Buck the Mega Buck from Retro yeah. Game Treasure. You want to uh, send us an email with the with the tagline um, "Ask the Buck" or you know "Question for Buck" something yeah. like that. That will be notes for him, and uh, he's going to come in studio and answer your questions. So and we're actually going to be making a trip here very we shortly are. to we are. the headquarters of Retro yep. Game it's Treasure. Awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely um, go to RetroGameTreasure.com because we, you know, we they Buck's been an awesome friend of ours, and you know he's great a sponsor, sponsor, and he's and he's got a great service, and definitely go check it out. How do people check us out on the internet? You Deuce? can find us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com with your emails. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show, and also when you're talking about us on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See ya.